Hey everybody, it's Audrey Ellis and you're listening to Ask Audrey. I was thinking about my New Year's resolution and I realized that everyone around me has a New Year's resolution to go to the gym. Pretty much the standard New Year's resolution for like generations it's always been to go to the gym. And I didn't I never I never made that my New Year's resolu- resolution, but I have like become a gym buddy or a gym partner to a person who needed someone to just support them for the new year and for their new year's resolution. So I've done it with someone, but it never was my like, oh, I need to start the year off right by losing weight. I've never thought that way because usually, you know, that if I need to lose weight or if I need to do something in that regard, I'm going to do it whenever the time comes for it to be done. So I look around and everyone's like, oh, I'm getting my pre-workouts and they keep me up at night if I don't burn them off right and all these different gym-related references. And I looked at myself like, hmm, I wonder how, like, you know, should I be in the gym? Like, is it bad that I'm not going to the gym? And I said, no, it's not because recently I've actually gained weight. And first thought for most people when you say that you've gained weight is then you should be going to the gym. But for me, it's not the case. When I was a kid, I was tall and chubby. I'm still tall, of course. And, but anyway, I was tall and chubby, and I used to get teased by my family a lot for being tall and chubby. They told me that I was unattractive and, you know, always had little mean things to say about me. My biological dad said I had Hulk arms because my arms were so fat and, you know, things like that, which is stupid because the Hulk is muscular. But anyway, um, the only person who ever told me I was beautiful was my dad, like the man who raised me, which is my mother's older brother I call him my dad because he lived with us or like near us or upstairs from us pretty much our whole lives and he made sure that my mother had a man to help her raise her daughters because he was her big brother and he just felt that was his responsibility so as crazy and incestuous as it sounds it's not it's just how we were raised it's, it's different but it worked anyway so being teased a lot as a kid had a negative effect on me and my self-esteem so when I became a young adult well, I was still a teenager. I was 18 and out of high school. I decided to pay for a trainer with the first tax return I got from working. Because I started working when I was 16. So the very first tax return that I ever got, I saved it up. And then when I got a second tax return, I put it together and I paid for a personal trainer. And I started working out to lose weight. And as a kid, it wasn't. I didn't have the the smarts or the confidence or the strength to be able to do it for myself. I did it because other people were saying mean things about me and I couldn't take it and I just wanted it to stop. And at first I thought I was doing it for myself because I told myself that at 18, you know how you think you're grown and you think you know everything and you know when you're 18 you just think no one can tell you what to do. Well, you realize when you get older and you look back on yourself that that's not true. A lot of the things that people said did dictate how I live my life and the choices that I made. So I started losing weight and I started getting all these compliments from the family, from my family, like, oh, my God, you slimmed down so much. How'd you do it? You look so amazing. And it was what I wanted. I wanted to, for them to, like, eat their words and have to take it back and, and say something nice about me. So I did it. I lost a lot of weight, and I was in shape, and everyone had to bow down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but everyone had to, you know, as we used to say when I was a kid, give me my props for, you know, taking care of business. So... Part of the way I went about doing it, or I should say part of the reason I went about doing it was also because I had made up in my mind that I wanted to be a supermodel. 
since I was so tall. And some people would tell me that I was attractive, not most people, but some people would say that I was attractive. I say, you know what? I want to model then. I'm tall. I might as well use this height for something and get some money and be rich and famous and just make my life better. This will, this will all be great. So wanting to be a model as well as the negative things that people said to me about my weight worked hand in hand to drive me to losing the weight. And I did. After losing a good amount of weight and having a, like, a good slim down, I kind of went a little overboard. I just got obsessed with losing more because my stomach wasn't flat enough and my thighs weren't thin enough and my arms weren't thin enough and just remembering all the negative things people said about me. I just kept looking in the mirror thinking nothing had really changed. I, I couldn't see the change the way everyone else was seeing it. I still thought that I was fat, even though I wasn't. I was never really fat anyway. I was just chubby, but I still, I just wasn't satisfied. So I was secretly starving myself trying to attain attain this idea of perfection and I was slightly anorexic but I wouldn't say anorexic like bulimic or anorexic you know in a dangerous way I just would eat well no I guess it is kind of dangerous I don't want to undermine it it was pretty bad I would eat little to no food throughout the entire day just trying to make sure I didn't gain weight and trying to eat the kind of foods that would help me lose weight and I've been anemic since I was a kid so that kind of like food habits those kind of food habits are not healthy but I wasn't thinking I was just you know my mind was set on proving everyone wrong and then becoming a supermodel so that everyone would have to say nice things about me and tell me I'm beautiful and tell me I'm worthy and tell me I'm special so I was going about getting superficial gains and superficial praise and accolades in a very dangerous way and so when I hit about when I turned about 25 26 all of that bad eating and bad behavior caught up to me and I wound up having to get treatments for my anemia. I had to get um, infusions to try and restore my iron levels because I had, you know, messed with them so badly in the process of starving myself and not taking care of myself the right way. So now, now that I'm 30, I'm going on 31, I look in the mirror and I realize that I've gained weight, like a significant amount of weight because I'm six feet tall and I got down to 150 pounds. When I was in high school, I was 210 maybe a little over, but like 210. I was in uh, high school, I was 210. And then after I left high school, I lost weight. And I got down to about, uh, I was like teetering between 170 and 180, sometimes 185, but like 175 to 185 was pretty much like the standard weight that I would keep after high school. And that was the weight that looked really good. It looked healthy, it looked normal. I was good for my height, for my build. I've never been a skinny person, so that was a good weight from 210 to 175, no more than 185. That's good. But I didn't get satisfied with it, and I went all the way down to, or I didn't remain satisfied with it, and I went all the way down to 150. And it was so bad that I had relatives asking me, you know, are you, are you on drugs? Are you sick? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just exercising. I'm just losing weight. I'm just taking care of myself. And I was thinking in my head, you guys are just jealous because you don't look like me <laughs> and you can't lose weight and keep it off the way I did. And, you know, and all these ideas made up in my head to try and keep, keep my goal instead of, you know, accepting that it was kind of unhealthy and it wasn't realistic. So I had a doctor ask me if I was on drugs and you know why I was so emaciated and I'm thinking I'm 150 this is natural this is not like I'm not 120 I'm six feet tall and I'm 150 this is okay but it really wasn't because it wasn't my build so I after I got the treatments the doctor told me I had to start gaining weight so I did 
and I started eating better and taking care of myself and it started to work. But then I got this job and when I got this job, they didn't allow for breaks, like rest breaks and meal breaks. You have to just work like four to six hours straight without being able to, to stop. And it kind of had a negative effect on me and I had to go back in for treatments because I was pretty much starving myself again, but this time not on purpose. It was because of the job and not because of my desire to be thin. I was actually trying to gain weight and trying to keep a healthy weight and be healthy because I was tired of my heart racing all the time. I was tired of sweating all the time. I was tired of feeling sick and dizzy and like I was going to pass out while I was driving. I was tired of that, but this job kind of brought me back to that same place. And I'm like, oh, I was just, I was almost out of it. What's going on? So I had to leave that job, get my treatments and get back to being healthy and now I am about 180 I'm six feet tall and I'm about 180 maybe 185 and I just don't want to admit it because it's still kind of hard but I'm about like somewhere in there and I actually love it like I look in the mirror and I don't like the number <laughs> it's still a sore spot the fact that the number is like you know close to 200 and it just kind of freaks me out still but I like the way it looks like I have my girls back up top I was sad when they were all deflated, which is okay because if you lose weight and they have to go, then they have to go. But when you lost weight in an unhealthy way, then you'll be happy to get them back. So my girls are back. Got a little bit of, a little bit of butt back here and some thighs. And I just, when I put on dresses and I put on clothes, I love the the body that I'm in. And I think this generation of embracing curves and things like that has helped because of the years when I was, you know, starving myself. It was during the waif years when all the supermodels had to be extremely thin and some of them were even dropping dead on the runway because they were starving themselves so i being an, an impressionable 18 year old girl i followed that mode and now that i'm 30 i'm following what i want to do but i'm just grateful that society is actually embracing the body that i actually need to have for my health so i look in the mirror and i'm excited and i'm happy and i just have to learn to accept the number and not make the number mean so much because it really doesn't I like the way I look. I love the way I look. I love the way clothes look on me. I love, you know, everything. But it reminds me of my old self before I let what people thought about me change how I thought about myself. So I'm happy to be healthier. Now, I can't lie. I did go to the store and I shopped for some, you know, healthier choices because I've been eating like a crazy person since like before the holidays, which is why I've gained the weight. But I don't want to like go overboard. You have to have like a good balance. You can't be... You can't go too far past a healthy weight on the higher end of the scale, and you can't go too far below a healthy weight on the lower end of the scale. So I definitely want to keep a balance in the weight. So I've got my little vegetables, and I actually, you know, I gained the weight healthily, in my opinion. I was eating, like, olive oil on everything, on popcorn even. Like, I had olive oil on everything. I was addicted to olive oil. And I eat cashews, and I, like, I just, anything that has, like, the omega-3 fatty acids and the monosaturated and polyunsaturated fats like those were the things that I would eat so I gained the weight in a healthy way but it's still you still have to keep track of it and not let it get out of control so now I'm like eating my vegetables and my ground chicken and things like that just to make sure I don't you know lose track and lose sight of what's going on but on a side note when I went to the store today this old man in a, um in one of those sh like electric shopping carts those chair shopping carts I was paying for my things in line and my bags were sitting on the side of the register after the the cashier like bagged everything and he rolled by my bag and he it looked like he stuck his hand in my bag to try and grab something I think he did but I just gave him like the Kobe death stare I'm like what are you doing and 
he just put his hand in his bag and turned his chair around and then faced me like he was trying to stare me down. But I just kept looking at him. I'm like, I, you know, if you're if he was handicapped, you know, I'm not trying to be mean to a handicapped person, but you can't just steal my stuff just because of that. Like, what the hell? Anyway, I thought that was funny. I had to come home and literally count the things in my receipt and make sure that I had every single item on my receipt because I didn't want to make a big fuss in the store and just start screaming at an old man in the chair because then I'd become the, what's the word I'm looking for? I'd become the villain. Even though I'd be right if he stole from me, I'd become the villain. And to find out that he didn't steal from me, I'm glad that I kept my composure because then I would have really been the villain. I would have been, no, not really the villain. I would have looked stupid, but he had no right to come so close to my items because I do think that was in, that those were his intentions to try and grab something. But I just happened to catch him as he was coming up as opposed to being all caught up in my purse and caught up talking to the lady. I, I watched my things, but I just thought that was a funny little story to tell because it was strange. I've never seen anybody do that. Really strange. And then he, after I, he tried to stare me down, when I stared him back down, he rolled up to the next register behind me and stood next to their things. And they weren't paying attention. So for all I know, he stole from them, but he did not steal from me. You knew better. Anyway, I'm glad that I'm at a healthier weight. I'm going to keep, like I said, I'm going to do my best to monitor and make sure that I don't go crazy on the high end of the scale. But I'm glad that I can look in the mirror and actually love what I see more than I ever did before. And actually appreciate to have the curves and the softness that I have as opposed to the thinness that I had before. And I knew when it got out of control, I was walking upstairs and I saw my reflection in my neighbor's mirror in my old apartment. And I saw my reflection in all the space between my thighs, even though at the time thigh gaps were like the thing, this was a couple years ago, even though thigh gaps were the thing, it made me just feel so sad. I'm like, where did my body go? I used to have like a figure that I love. I used to have like the soft thighs and a lot of thighs and all these beautiful parts that were just nice and plush and, and gorgeous. And then I just let this idea that I wasn't good enough and my body wasn't beautiful enough to control me and run me crazy, run me ragged. And I really was sad. Even though I knew thinness was in and thigh gaps were in, I felt sad because what I did wasn't what I wanted to do. I did it for other people's approval and other people's you know, attention and, and praise. And that is something that I've learned like to, to stop doing. I've learned it from many different experiences. And I think I'll talk about another one tomorrow, another experience I had that taught me never to listen to what people tell you to do unless it's in alignment with what you really want to do. If it's actually something that you already know you wanted to do, they're just bearing witness and kind of, you know, further convincing you to go forward with something you already knew you wanted. But if it's someone's idea, just wholly, wholeheartedly someone else's idea, and you have no desire to actually do it, then we can't be afraid to just say no. We have to say, you know what, I'm not feeling that for myself. I don't want to do that for myself. I like where I'm at. I like what I do. I like how I look or I like the choices I've made and I'm going to keep making my own choices. But sometimes it's hard, especially when we're young and we don't know exactly how to, how to tell if we're right. When I was 18, I didn't know how to tell if I was right and if in the future I would be proven right and I would be able to reap the benefits of standing my ground. I thought that older people knew more. So I just listened to older people and did what they said and we'll get into that more tomorrow. It kind of relates to the weight, but what I'm saying now is more related to something else. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Anyway, I thank you for listening. And I don't know what happened to my podcast from last night. I did one yesterday. I've been doing them at night since I've been working seven days straight. And I get off work and, you know, try to get one done before the, the night ends to just make sure I've done one each day, you know, forming that habit and that goal. But for some reason, I posted it. And the only thing that posted was... The title of the podcast and not the actual podcast and furthermore the podcast deleted it's not even in my library i don't know where it went so 
It kind of sucks, but I just know that I've, I did put forth the effort and I continue to put forth the effort every day as, you know, to work towards my goals. So sometimes you can't control certain outcomes or certain things that happen, but as long as I know I'm giving it my all, then that's what really matters. So again, I say, I thank you for listening and I hope you listen again tomorrow.